0: And it brought quail from the sea and let them fall beside the camp, about a day's journey on this side and that, all around the camp. About two cubits or about three feet. A cubit's about 18 inches, so 36 inches, and that high above the ground. I'm speaking today on God's provision in a time of crisis. The background here in Numbers chapter 11 is that the people of Israel had grown weary of manna and not unlike the people of Israel in the Old Testament, they had begun to murmur and complain. In chapter 11 of Numbers, verse 4, it it says that they said, I wish we had meat. In Egypt, before we came out of Egypt, we had fish and melons and cucumbers and onions. We had all the wonderful things that would satisfy the palate. And Moses got tired of it. In chapter 11, verse 11... Uh, in 12 he says he complains to God and he says did I conceive all this people? Did I give them birth that they should say to me carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a nursing child? Moses complains that he's not their mama and yet uh, he has to put up with all the babies crying. I was uh, watching a TV show one one day this week, and uh, and it had a, a view of a nursery about six or eight babies, and they were all crying at once. And and it, they just kept showing it, and finally I just turned it. It was getting on my nerves. Moses is saying, Lord, all these people to carry like a nursing child to a land that you swore you would give. And now here, am I to give meat to all these people? Numbers 11, verse 13. They weep before me and say, give us meat. And Finally, Moses says in Numbers eleven fifteen, 15, if I have to go on like this and just kill me, I'd just rather die. So God did two things for Moses in the immediate uh, chapter there. He raised up 70 men to share the burden with Moses. The second thing is He pr- gave him a promise. And that starts in chapter 11, verse 18. Let me read this, this promise. This promise. He says, say to the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow you will eat meat. You wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, who will give us meat? For it was better in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord is going to give you meat, and you will eat. Verse 19, you shall not eat just one day, or two days, or five, or ten, or twenty. But verse 20, a whole month you're going to eat meat till it comes out your nose because you rejected the Lord who's among you. God promised, he says, look, I hear these murmurings. I'm going to give you meat. In fact, I'm going to give you so much meat, it's going to last for a month and you're going to get tired of the meat. Now, this was so unlikely, so improbable, that even Moses doubted it. (laughs) Uh, Now, Moses is not one to doubt. But, I mean, they're in the desert. And they're not near Tyson Foods or Texas Beef Ranch. And even if you substituted fish, there wouldn't be enough fish in the sea to feed all these people. Because you're talking about 600,000. Let me read Numbers eleven twenty-one. 21. Moses said, the people among whom I am, number 600,000 on foot. Now that meant able-bodied men. The children and the women a lot of times would ride on the donkeys or the camels. But there are 600,000 of them on foot. And you have said, Moses says, I'll give them meat that they may eat a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them? Would that be enough? Would all the fish and the sea gathered together be enough for all these people? In other words, Moses, remember this is the same Moses that have seen the miracles of Egypt. The ten plagues, the parting of the Red Sea. He saw, he's seen manna from heaven. This, this Moses is doubting that God can keep that kind of a promise. It's the only place that I know of where Moses doubted. And then here's what God's answer is. and This is, this is a great verse of scripture when we're in a crisis. Numbers eleven twenty three. The Lord said to Moses... Is the Lord's hand shortened? Now you will see whether my word will come true or not. Is the Lord's hand shortened? In other words, Moses, have I been injured? Uh, The word shortened can, can mean to be injured or cut. Uh, Has my hand been cut off? It, It could also mean to be deformed. Some people are born with undeveloped limbs. Perhaps trauma before birth or a genetic condition. And they did not fully develop one of their limbs. And God is saying to Moses, Moses, is my hand, is my arm is my ability deformed? Am I undeveloped? The, the, the thing God is asking Moses here is this Am I not fully God? Is anything about my power diminished? Does being in a desert change? Me, Or does a crisis wither my ability to do something? And God says to Moses, now you will see. And God did, there are three components of this miracle that he did in verse 11. A wind from the Lord sprang up. And it says, it brought quail from the sea. Quail, now we used to, when I was growing up, we used to go quail hunting. Quail need access to clean water. And this is pretty much at all times. Those who raise quail know this. And so they tend to assemble or congregate near large bodies of water. So what sea is in the desert? (laughs) Where is God finding a sea? Well, there's only two bodies of water in Israel other than the Jordan River. One is the Dead Sea because it says he brought them in from the sea. But that wouldn't be likely, because that's not fresh water. The other has to be the Mediterranean Sea. That's on the coastline. That's 75 miles away. So it's what he says here, God sent a wind and brought quail from the sea. That would be... A breeze came through and all these quail, the the, the wind was so strong that it not only brought all of them up, but moved them 75 miles into the desert. That's one thing God did. Notice also in verse 11, uh, in uh, verse 31, he says, And it brought quail from the sea and it let them fall beside the camp. He let them fall beside the camp. He knew where to find them. He brought them into the desert by strong wind, but he only brought them so far, then he dropped them. And this is from God because... (laughs) Jesus said in Matthew 10 29 are not two sparrows sold for a penny not one of them falls to the ground apart from the father not one and yet here is hundreds of thousands of quail suddenly falling to the ground in in, uh, Numbers 11 verse 31 now when quail go down they don't land uh, with uh, dignity and progress like uh, ducks where they kind of move slowly in. But quail dive bomb. (laughs) So here's these quail coming in. They get to where God wants them and then they just drop down. Two cubits above the ground. That's in verse 31. They were two cubits above the ground. That's 36 inches. Look at this miracle. That's three feet high. If a man is six feet, that means the quail was right at waist level, and all he had to do was reach out and get one. He didn't even have to bend over. I had a lady from Arkansas who attended our church on Bristol Road for many years and one day as we were talking about where they were from I said "Uh, what moved you what caused you to move to Flint she said well it wasn't so much anything in Flint it was the fact that I wanted to get out of Arkansas because I was tired of picking cotton she said bending over is just the most arduous work, constantly bending over and working. What this is saying here is that he brought these quail three feet off the ground so that they did not have to put forth one bit of effort to have meat to eat. God brought it to them. The only thing that was missing was a silver platter. So he, he brought a strong wind that brought all these quail in. He let them fall beside the camp so that they actually were only 36 inches above the ground. But there's one other thing you'll notice in verse 32. And the people rose all that day and all night and all the next day and gathered the quail. And those who gathered the least, that would be the the infirm, the weak, the elderly, those who gathered the least, verse 32 says, gathered ten omers. They rose and gathered day and night. Now an omer is about two-thirds of a bushel basket. You you know what a bushel basket is? It's about that big around and about that deep. And, uh, and they filled it up about two-thirds full. The one who gathered the least gathered ten of those bushel baskets. Two-thirds or three-fourths full. It was enough for the least of them, the, sick, the weakest of them, to last for a month. So the question is, is the hand of the Lord shortened? In the most remarkable story of Moses' life, where for the first time, and I think for the last, he doubted God. God showed a miracle. He showed a grace. He showed a power. He showed uh, omnipotence over all of creation in such a way that it just was incredible to read. Thousands and tens of thousands. They wanted meat. And boy, did God come through. The question we ask, and there's a couple of things I want to close with here. One is... Is he fully God in a crisis? Or is his hand shortened? Is is his power withered? Or is God fully God right now? The second question is, did you notice that Moses spoke this ahead of time once God told him? Verse 23 and 24, the Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's hand shortened? Now you will see whether it will come true or not. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. That's before the miracle. He told them, God's going to give us meat, where He's going to give us a month's worth of meat. And God told him that, and before he saw it happen, he went out and reported it. That's a bit risky. But you know, there's something about speaking your faith. Let's do the same. You can convey your fear or you can share your faith. Speak the words of the Lord. This is what Moses spoke. He spoke when the Lord told him what he was going to do. Moses went out and before he saw it happen... He said, here's what God said he's going to do. You need to get ready. If you got a freezer, empty it out. You're going to need it. He spoke the words of the Lord, and he built faith and hope. He did not spread fear and doubt. May God grant us grace to do the same. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we declare and confess that your arm is not diminished, your power is not withered, but whether in a time of prosperity or a time of crisis, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. May you be praised, may your glory be seen, and may your people be faithful. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today.